Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Is This Actually Healthy? As always, um, this is Juliana speaking, and I'm really excited to bring to you this episode and the consecutive episodes after this. To do something a little bit different, I decided to bring some other perspectives onto the show, and I got into contact with multiple people who have their own ideas about nutrition, websites, podcasts, and their own nutritional programs and advice. And I thought that these people would be able to provide valuable insights for you and me through exclusive interviews. So in this episode and the following episodes, I will be interviewing um, some different people, and I really hope that you enjoy what they have to say. For this first interview, I have on Lynn Bowman, She is from the United States, and she has written a really good book that she shared with me, and I would love for you to go out and find it and experience it for yourself. It's called Brownies for Breakfast. Anyway, I will let Lynn tell you about the book and all the insights that went into it here in this interview. So Lynn, I'm glad to have you on the podcast today. It's a real pleasure to have on another guest. And You are indeed a special guest because you have written an excellent book. Your book that we're going to talk about here is called Brownies for Breakfast, but you also are a nutritional influence. You have a website. Tell me more about yourself and what got you into this project. I will happily tell you a little bit without hopefully boring everyone out of their minds because I'm older than dirt. So there's just a a whole lot to tell after 76 years. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be with you, Juliana. And uh, I'm delighted you're doing this. And we are both doing this because it's so crazy and stupid not to eat well, right? And um, we both are completely in love with the idea of how much better your life gets when you improve the way you're eating and sourcing your food and, and cooking for yourself, which nobody is doing anymore. You're in Australia now, but you are an American and you know that Americans have just completely gone off the rails. Um, it's, it's caused basically a, an epidemic of uh, chronic disease. So my background is not particularly in nutrition. It's in communication. Um, I was in advertising for many years and um, have been in show business in uh, broadcasting. And because I, I was actually born in Hollywood and grew up around um, motion pictures in LA. So that was a lot of what my first jobs were. And so by now I've done a lot of different things, but this is the most fun um, podcasting, talking to people and being a grandma is the greatest. I love it. So that's the title that I'm wearing really proudly now. I have two grandchildren, both perfect, of course. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes me realize over and over again that there is so much that's being lost by not sitting at the table with people, hopefully people you like or you love, maybe your family, maybe friends, maybe the guy down the hall. But when you don't sit at a table and eat thoughtfully and mindfully and gratefully, uh, you're, you're not only missing an enormous amount of health, 
but you're a miss, you're missing happiness too. So, and we're everybody's eating out of a bag now. They're driving through and eating out of a bag, and um, and so that that's a thing that we have to steer away from as a culture, and uh, it, for a lot of reasons. And you know, they, and, and this has a big effect on the planet. We're all talking about this now. If you're eating crappy food that comes from miserable, crappy animals who are being raised in a terrible way. It's this whole long stream of bad decisions and ickiness. It's not just eating a Big Mac. It's all this stuff that's connected to making bad food choices. So I'm all about helping people, whoever is open to the idea of changing your food choices, because it's easy, first of all. It tastes fabulous, second. You've seen my book. And thank you for uh, saying it's a good book. It's the intention of the book is to make people see how beautiful healthy food is, how delicious it is, how easy it is to fix, and how much you're missing when you don't. Yes, and your book does such an excellent job of that. You talk about the theory behind it and why people should want to make these choices in the book. It's not just a cookbook. There's so right. much substance to it. And I really like your perspective. It aligns a lot with what I talk about here on my show, that it's about practical change and becoming mindful, being accountable for your own eating. Your backstory about wanting to create a book for people uh, with type 2 diabetes I found that was that was very inspirational. How long were you working on this book when you had this idea? Well, I, as you know from having read the book, I was diagnosed early in my life, in my 40s, with type 2 diabetes and never could find really good information about what to do. I mean, I could read about the cellular structure and the islet cells and the the you know uptake of but there was never really good here's what to do here's what to eat here's what not to eat and in, it back in the day all they told us was don't eat a lot of sugar keep your carbs down lose weight well um <laughs> okay and and so i struggled through how do you do that yeah it is abstract yeah how do you do that so so i wrote this book essentially because it was the book that I wanted, that somebody should have written for me. And um, my kids were the ones who said, my, you got to write this stuff down. Got to write about it. And uh, my daughter, this is a story I think, I believe it's in the book. My youngest daughter is a medical professional. She's a nurse practitioner. She, I really, I was kind of stuck. I'd started the book. I was maybe a year or two into it, doing the research and getting some stuff written down. And she called me in the afternoon, as she often did, on her way home from work and, and said, Ma, um, I had a guy in today. I was checking him into the hospital and he was there to have his legs amputated because he was an out of control type two diabetic. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry. And she said, yeah, he was not in great shape. And I sat down with him and I told him what you were doing. I told him you were working on this book and she said he got tears in his eyes and he was a vet, which my daughter's dad was a vet and she said, he said, tell your mom to please finish that book, do that book. I needed that book and I didn't have that book. So that was a little message I thought from the universe that got me started again. And because 
cookbooks particularly, you know, they're, they're very, they're complicated, right? <laughs> There's a lot to it. And um, so I finally did. And I, and I had it a little further along. And then I went to the Plantricians Conference in 2019. Are you familiar with the Plantricians, Juliana? I am actually not. Okay. It's a group of international uh, docs. It's physicians of all kinds, surgeons and, and uh, endocrinologists, a whole bunch of different kinds of surgeons who have come to believe that the healing needs to be with food and not surgery. These, these docs are on the outside of typical allopathic medicine. And they had a conference near my house in Oakland, not too far from here. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go to that. I am going to. And for five days, I sat through uh, PowerPoint presentations from eight in the morning until eight o'clock at night every day. Uh, you, you, you know what pain that is, right? <laughs> That's not a fun thing particularly to do, but the, the data was amazing. And I left that conference a different person than I came to that conference having seen day after day all these amazing studies that have been done uh, about plant-based eating and what's involved with it. I guess I wanted to know, in your words, why should people so strongly consider making more plant-based decisions in their everyday eating? Well, to me, it's really simple. That's where the, all the research tells us is longevity and good health into later life. If you want to remain healthy, if you want to prevent or avoid chronic diseases, including heart disease, liver disease, Crohn's disease, I mean, the list is long, then the way to do that is to reduce or eliminate eating meat and uh, dairy and sugar and other processed foods. So that comes as kind of a shock if you haven't. And I had, I had been a big meat eater. I never met a pork chop I didn't like. Because if you're a type 2 diabetic, that's what we were told to eat. So I left that conference and got in the car with my husband and said, guess what? <laughs> and he said, what? <laughs> and I said, I'm a vegan now. And he said, uh, okay, I'm in. And for six, <laughs> for six months, Juliana, I ran a, an experiment on myself. Um, for six months, I did not touch animal food of any kind. No dairy, no meat, nothing like that. And at the end of, and I had just had my, my blood work done. So at the end of the six months, I had the blood work done again. I went in for my annual. I had lost, I had reduced my hemoglobin A1C results by three points. I had substantially reduced my blood glucose over a period of a few weeks. And my physician said that this just does not happen in women your age. And I said, oh yes, it does. It just did, right? There's the evidence. Um, I think one point that I really wanted to touch on here that you could definitely agree with, you're living proof of this, is that lifestyle diseases like type 2 diabetes are not simply genetic, but I think that's a misconception people have. Is there any validity to this claim or do you think it really is all lifestyle choices? It, you know, it's like so many things. You can have a genetic 
proclivity for something, but that gene will never be expressed if you don't act in ways that demand that that gene be expressed. So what they're telling us now, what the uh, physicians are telling us is, yes, there is a genetic element, but genetics are not destiny. If, if you eat the way we're talking about, if you are mindful about it, your genes don't have to express themselves in disease. If you eat and exercise and sleep the way we now know you need to eat, exercise, and sleep, you will not necessarily have that genetic disease. Even if it is in your family or it's, it was part of your parents or your grandparents, those genes may still be part of your makeup, but you don't have to have them express. I don't think that people realize that with all these ingredients that are healthy, you can make something like brownies that look incredible. Your, your brownie rest is spectacular and your, your donuts. People don't really think that when you eat healthy, you can indulge on things like this. Do you think that's one of the reasons that deters people primarily from making these changes? I love sweets as much as anyone does, but I know how to make sweets with sweeteners that are healthy, yummy, and people say, well, artificial sweeteners. Well, sorry, no. They're made out of chicory root often. They're made out of monk fruit. Um, there's um, allulose is a sweetener that's working for a lot of people. Stevia is a natural sweetener that's made out of an herb. There are all kinds of sweeteners that work great. And my I tried to call many of them out in my book and t talk about which ones I prefer to bake with and so on. So people have this idea that an artificial sweetener is somehow bad for your health or bad tasting. There are other ways to sweeten besides cane sugar. And I highly urge everyone to get familiar with what those are and start using them because sugar is really <laughs> a bad thing to be putting in your body all the time. And in fact, dentists are screaming now, Juliana, because everyone is running around with their frappuccini coffee full of milk. <laughs> foam and sugar, and they're holding them up against their gums all day, all afternoon. And they're rotting their teeth out with these quote coffee drinks that aren't really coffee drinks at all. They're sugar and milk drinks with a little bit of coffee waved over the top of them. So I, I want people to really think about how damaging sugar is in many forms. And, you know, we're, we're so accustomed to it. It's in everything, almost any box of anything that you buy that is in a box or a bag has some form or many forms of sugar in it. And I challenge people to read the ingredient list on anything that they eat. Nobody wants to spend a lot more time in the kitchen, right? I mean, no, but you cannot eat healthy if you don't do a little bit of work in the kitchen and it's fun. It's not, it's not hard. It's not complicated. And there's, there's something really kind of comforting and, and it's a great little ritual to chop something a little bit and stir up a few things and then sit down and eat it mindfully. Whatever you're doing is clearly working for you. I mean, you said you're 76 years old and 
you you look fantastic. That's, Thanks. So I do you. <laughs> at 27, I, I got a long way to go to compete with you here. I just, I was kind of trying to bring this to a close here. And I guess just going back to all this content you have in the book, what is the best key takeaway message that you could present to my audience, even for people who haven't read this book yet? What would you say is the best thing you can tell them? Well, maybe it's the hardest thing, the best thing. And that's, we've been talking about it. Quit sugar for Pete's sake. Just stop eating sugar. Um, if you can possibly do it. And I also, I have a little list. I suppose that is one of your big themes of the book, given that it is a a diabetes cookbook, but it's not just diabetics who can benefit from eating this way. Everyone can benefit from a low or no sugar diet. Well, that's really the takeaway, Juliana, is that this is, I I wrote it as a diabetic for diabetics, but the more I did it, the more I realized that it was the same prescription for literally anyone, everyone to prevent or control most of the chronic disease that's in our lives today. And the the subtitle is a cookbook for diabetics and the people who love them, because why shouldn't we just eat together, right? Eat the same stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, because we'd all benefit from, from eating that way, which is way more color, way more vegetables, real food, whole food, plant-based foods. That's all it is. It's simple, really. Yes, that is a magic recipe for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we need to get the message out about more. We do. So speaking of getting out your message, I would like you to repeat to my uh, my listeners about your website, about um, about your persona and where they can find you, where they can find your, your book and anything else you would like to add. Okay. And that word is so interesting, persona. I, I, I'm just like the food that I'm talking about. I'm, I'm a real lady, old lady. <laughs> and my real name is Lynn Bowman and I spell it L-Y-N-N-E-B-O-W-M-A-N. My middle name, which is my author name, which is what you can search me easily with because there are other Lynn Bowmans in the world doing good stuff out there. So I'm Lynn Parmiter Bowman. It's P-A-R-M-I-T-E-R. And you can you can find my website easily. I'm lynnbowman.com. And please do, because I have a list there that you can sign up on and I will send you, I don't send out a lot of stuff, but when I come up with a new recipe, new idea for you, I will send it out. And I I encourage people to ask me questions, send me pictures of what they're doing. If they want me to post it, I'm all over social media on um, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm listed on listen notes and those other podcast um, shows. If you look, if you search by my name, you can find my podcasts. And um, I, it's, it's so fun to connect with people who are making this effort. I appreciate hearing from you and I would love to. So it's Lynn Parmeter Bowman. On most, but the website is lynnbowman.com and there's a there's a contact thing there on the website where you can send me a note and please sign up on my list. I'd love to hear from you. All right. That yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. I hope some of my listeners out there do get in touch with you because you are definitely worth talking to. You have been a wonderful guest on this show, had such great perspectives. And like I said, whatever you're doing works. So it was great to have have you on here today. And I really wish you the best with your, your future projects and recipes. 
All right. Thank you so much. I will thank you the interview here. All right, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that interview. And I hope that you're all going to go out and get this book and cook some of the amazing recipes within it. I am very happy to have brought you this first installment of my interview series. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I will be continuing this in the next few episodes of my show. And I'll bring on some different people with their own unique perspectives. And we're going to have some very interesting conversations. If you would like to subscribe to my show, if you haven't already, just remember, wherever you're streaming from, you can hit the subscribe button or leave me a comment, send me an email. More importantly, follow me on Instagram at isthisactuallyhealthy, and you can see all my promos and episode announcements. That is all I have for you today, and I really am wishing you the best with your nutritional journeys. Bye.